Well, Kirk and AJ, we are Talking Church. Excited to have you both back. You haven't been back in our new set. Yeah. But First time here. Yeah. Amazing to be here, man. Welcome. You We've guys, been having... I love what you've done with the place. Thank you. Thank you. We've been having conversations <laughs> this month uh, with NextGen and talking about all sorts of things. And so I love that we get to sit down and talk and we get to do this a lot off camera, yeah, just yeah. in life, working Absolutely. together, uh, being on the lead team together. But uh, you both have been working at the church for quite a while. Yeah. And so I'd love to just talk about your journeys from drummer, worship leader, mm -hmm. now serving on our lead team. There's some challenges that have come along the way of transitioning from being someone on the worship team to someone in the leadership team. There's a lot that goes on in between that. And mm -hmm. so first, I think I'd love to just start off and maybe just share a little bit about what your role is now. Again, I know you've both been on before, but for those who maybe didn't hear those episodes or just what your portfolio is, and yeah. then we'll dive in, kind of talk about how you guys got there. Yeah, go you ahead. got it. No, you want me to go first? All right, Please. I'll go first. Thanks, Logan. Uh, so yeah, I am uh, the creative pastor of the church, so I look after... Worship production, film, design, communications, which is a, it's a new role for me uh, at the first this year. So that's exciting. Uh, I started out the church as um, the drummer, like you mentioned, and kind of uh, just basically the music director. The drummer. The yeah. drummer. I mean, at it that was, time, yeah. there was only one campus. Yeah, so yeah. I was like the drummer. How many years ago was that? <laughs> Man, uh, 14 years wow. ago, something like I that. I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> Whoa. No, I, I you exposed 12. me. I no. was 12. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's crazy. So you were 12. I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. No, but like, I mean, that, I mean, that's a whole story in itself of like coming in and being like, okay, I'm going to be the music director of this one campus. Mm -hmm. And then they started adding another campus and another one, another one. I'm like, that was probably my first actual, like I, I was teaching lessons before. So I had like that kind of leadership in me. But in terms of like, I have to figure out how to replicate myself yeah. over and over and over again. Otherwise, this thing is not going sure. to yeah, work, yeah. right? That was probably my first experience of like, oh, I got to think about this differently. It can't just be what works for me. I got to make, think about some systems or some strategy to how this is going to go on mm -hmm. beyond one place, you know? Yeah. So uh, years and years later, my role has kind of shifted and grown over the years. It was, you know, contracted music director, then part-time music director, and then became part-time worship director, then full-time worship director, and then a local creative pastor over worship and production, and now creative pastor over all those departments, like I said. So that's just a brief summary yeah. of my journey. It's been amazing. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. So I still get to do all creative work, but it's just, it looks really, really different now, obviously, from back then. So um, Still drumming, though. Still drumming? Yeah. Um, you're not the drummer. No, there's lots of drummers. Yeah, many drummers. Uh, yeah. And you're doing a great job <clears throat> as creative director, I will say, creative pastor. Um, along that journey, you didn't say, but like pursuing credentials and actually becoming like just Absolutely. seeing yourself more than a drummer, which is probably an entire podcast. Yeah. But, oh, totally. But I, I've loved being a friend alongside you, just seeing, uh, yeah, you just go like, man, I'm not, I'm not just a musician and musician is not just something like it's it's significant in the world of worship and church life and all that but yeah to say oh i there are pastoral giftings in me and calling on my life and so i've loved seeing that you're doing a great job amazing sorry uh my my journey was i was hired as a worship leader 12 years ago 12 years ago this month april and oh. uh pretty wild um and the journey i think i've said before just the in previous episodes, but the journey uh, eventually leading young adult ministry uh, 
launching a new campus in downtown Minneapolis. That's now eight years ago. Um, and transitioning to our broadcast campus, being a campus pastor there, uh, overseeing a couple of our campus pastors as what we we called then area campus pastor. Um, and then the last few years have been overseeing all of our campus pastors and then what we call local church ministries. And uh, more recently within the, the last year, transition out of being a kind of practitioner uh, while, while being a campus pastor, overseeing those things, to now an executive pastor. I don't serve as a campus pastor, but still uh, am in close proximity with those, those would you say, CPs and the local ministries. So yeah. th- those divisions uh, centrally, like at our central ministries facility, would be discipleship, creative, and next gen. So that's, there's nothing else I would rather do. Um, yeah. I'm a local church guy. Yeah. So I, I love it. I love what I get to do and feel really grateful that Pastor Rob would ask me to do it. Yeah, it's awesome. You mentioned it kind of jokingly, but like you're not just a drummer. And really, I think that's the point of this conversation here today is how maybe there's people out there that feel like they're in a position that is very, uh, specific. Mm-hmm. I'm just a drummer, or I'm a, a writer, or I'm a, a you know kids slide maker, or you know whatever yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. And what what are things as you've grown into these new leadership positions? What are things that you feel that you have had to learn along the way? That looking back now, 14, 12 years later, that saying I didn't know much about this 14 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, before I jump into that, I just like when you said, you know, you're not just a drummer, you got, I think the thing I often say is like, you either want to be in ministry or you don't want to be in ministry. And so it's like for a season, like I wanted to be in ministry. So, so I, for a season I was the, the tool I used was music mostly. And I still get to use that tool, but that was like the tool in my hand mm-hmm. at the moment. And the Lord has created like opportunities to use other gifts than that or develop other things. And so it's like, man, I'm going to build the church with whatever I have in my hand at the time. Right. I think that's just like a important mindset to have. It's like, if I didn't have skills doing this, well, I'd still build the church in a different way. Mm-hmm. And so um, just for people listening out there, it's like, look for, if you're going to build the church, build the church, however you can that's and awesome. whatever is in your hands at that time. Right. Parking cars, doing cafe, whatever mm-hmm. we're going to build the church. So, um, Things I've had to learn. So I've had to do a ton. They don't teach you this stuff in school. You know what I mean? Like I I have a degree in, uh, you know, music performance. So it's like, okay, I can do that. But one thing I had to learn and recently is like managing people and Mm -hmm. managing teams and leadership beyond playing music, you know, I've had to learn a ton with that. So I've been like devouring. I felt like at the age I am, I did so much music. I felt like a little bit behind on other people my age or even younger than me who have been in leadership roles longer than I have. And I was like, oh man, I feel the weight of this is a bigger responsibility than I've ever had. I got to do some homework. I got to grow myself. Mm. So I've like been devouring pastoral leadership books, organizational structure, all that sort of stuff, business, all that sort of stuff. Which doesn't sound like, you know, if you think about musicians, that doesn't sound fun, but it is like, to me, it, it's just a, a certain part of my creativity that it, 
doesn't seem creative at the time, but man, dealing with people and trying to figure out problems and or figure out solutions to problems and what you can do to like fix the situation or inspire the team this way or whatever. It's like, that's super creative to me because there's like, no, there's so many things you can do and you're trying to find the right thing for the the team. You know, you've made management creative. It feels that way to me, honestly. Like, and I, it, it, scratches an itch that I didn't even know I had for that type of thing. Like, oh, I still feel like I'm doing creative work if I'm not holding drumsticks yeah, or whatever. So, that's so yeah. interesting because I really haven't thought about it that way before. And I think the one of the biggest things I hear when I travel from usually executive pastors yeah, yeah. is how, how do I work with creative people on my team? And it's one of the most challenging things in some ways because I think the goals are different, right? You know, we have a phrase here, speed of unity. We want to get yeah, unified. Yeah. You have to first yeah. agree, then you have to have vision together, and then you have to actually want to do it, like each other, love each other. Um, talk a little bit about, you, you mentioned you almost take that disagreement as a creative challenge. Yeah, yeah. But what what are things that you've seen in developing that that you'd say the goals of X, maybe it's the goals of, Will you say the executive yeah. pastor just because you're here um, versus the goals of somebody who's on your creative team? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I think it's important to, I was actually just doing a teaching on this with the team. Like it's important to like lay out what the goal is, like the end goal, uh, life-changing relationship with people. You know, I mean, like with Jesus Christ, that's what our church wants to instill in people. Well, it's like, okay, so that's the goal. We're going to do that with all, every tool that we have. But I think what helps with creative people uh, is not laying out exactly how you get there mm. and having the freedom, like as a leader, I want to give the team as much freedom as I feel like I can to figure out the system that works best for them to get to that goal. And I don't need to micromanage the exact way to do that necessarily. Now I might need to step in and correct it a little bit or whatever, if it gets ineffective or whatever, but uh leaving that the room open for freedom of like however you get there that works for you and it's inspiring you get there but we are we agree on the goal mm-hmm. that, yeah, yeah. How, Kirk, yeah how do you know when what boundaries to set up because you know you'll hear leadership the best creativity is done with boundaries or done with yeah, yeah. bumpers or whatever mm-hmm. it is obviously what you're saying aj you have to you have to at least leave some sort of place to run because if it's if it's too rigid, a creative person is going to say, "I don't even. This is not my gift, yeah. and I don't want to do this." Because yeah. yeah. certain people are all about just getting to the goal. Yeah. And how, what what boundaries or how have you learned to set up some of those boundaries and guidelines? Uh, it's uh, part part of that uh, challenge is what actually makes it fun. Uh, and just a side note, I'll I'll answer the question. But the larger you grow as an organization, and especially as a church. The more the 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 magnetism to to become corporate and policy driven and structure driven and hierarchical and mm-hmm. and and the, the, that's the natural magnetism. Like that's the easiest thing to do. Like if you're not paying attention, that's what happens. Which in turn suffocates the artist or the creative. Yeah. And eventually you become this really corporate place with no creativity, artistry, um, and that type of temperament, which the body of Christ needs. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think churches need totally. that person. Yeah. And candidly, I feel like we're struggling with that tension, you know, all yeah. the time. Like yeah. even right now to say we, you know, we have 150 staff members yeah. and nine soon to be 10 locations feeling, okay, 
we're realizing that even yep. me, I felt, oh, we're never going to get there. And now I'm realizing, wow, it's, there are moments where, oh, maybe we didn't do that right. Maybe we, maybe yeah. we were too over yep. the top. Maybe we, we were too bureaucratic. Do you, do you guys feel that way? I, I feel like, uh, I mean, we're in a unique spot right now in the season of our church. I think there is a certain level of pruning that is happening and the, the Lord's hand is still on our church. And I think we have amazing up and coming creatives and artists and all that. So it's not like a bleak picture, but at the same time, I do think, um, uh, the reality of building church is we we don't have unlimited resources to hire uh, pure artists that does not have some level of leadership oversight ownership oversight management like like everybody like every artist has to have like but you own something because mm -hmm. we just don't have unlimited resources. And so I think you asked you asked us earlier, like, what is something that I learned? I mean, I came in as an artist, as a worship leader. I thought I was going to sing songs until my voice gave out. There's there's nothing else on the horizon other than writing songs, recording albums, and uh, the dream of touring, and still the heart of leading on the weekend in our local church. So there was like there was a purity to it for sure. Like I love local church, but that's what I thought I was doing. What I've learned over the years is I've had to grow in leadership. I used to reject. Mm -hmm. Me personally, I used to reject wanting to be a leader, and I think that that's like an artist's temperament. Actually, yeah. is like yeah. I, I don't. You guys, you guys have your little leadership club. You guys do your little thing. Go to your little seminar. Get your little three points. You know, read the book. Like, I'm not about that. Like, okay. I, it's like a rebellious type feeling in me, uh, which was unhealthy and immature to a degree. Uh, but I think that it's also. If that can be honed well, that actually is what makes a leader. I'm yeah. not just going with the flow. I'm not just doing what yeah, everybody yeah. else is doing. So the Lord has grown me in, man, especially when I was young, I thought I knew what it was to be a leader, but I didn't oversee anybody. I was leading worship. I had a volunteer team, but not to the scale of like, if I was leading this church, I would do that, you know, like <laughs> whatever. Like, I don't, I don't know what the weight of leadership is. That's also what I've learned. So I think, um, you know, we were in this season fighting for, we have to fight for uh, space that the artists can be here while also building into them the, the, they have to have levels of like, you're, you're going to lead a team of people. You're going to lead a group of volunteers. You're going to own this specific ministry just because we can't just say you're an artist, artist, artist. That's all you get to do. So, um, yeah, it is this, it's this weird balance and this weird tension to manage. Um, and I would say, I, I would say, I, I think, um, to the, to the boundaries question, the thi I, I'm always asking that. Like here, here's a real live example, and then I'll stop talking. Um, but the real, Please. the real live example is, uh, I see our, our team is maxed in certain areas, so there's only so much more we can do unless we infuse more dollars or staff. So when that happens, I, I'm not just thinking expand the boundaries, which is dollars and staff. I'm thinking, what if we we did a trial run or a brainstorm thinking, what if we, you know, just think, let's think about kids ministry because we've been talking about creatives. Let's think about kids ministry. What if you were forced to run kids ministry with half the, the amount of meetings and time it took that, that you currently use to accomplish? Could you accomplish the same thing with half the amount of meetings in half the amount of time? 
And before you say no, let's just talk about it and let's brainstorm. Let's just come up. And maybe within that comes a creative solution or idea that go, whoa, maybe it's not double efficiency, but if it's 15% more efficiency, that we can get 15% more accomplished Mm -hmm. uh, with the same staff, the same dollars. Um, that's a that's a win, yeah. and that's what that's where create creativity in leadership happens is is creating those artificial constraints that force us to think differently to say nothing came out of it or something amazing what we thought was impossible mm-hmm. is now possible. Right? Yeah. Have you read the book Creativity Inc. Before? Oh yeah. 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 Yep, in, yep. in that book, he talks about this time where I think it was the movie Bolt, and there was this new. Uh, animation technique that they were using and he they said it's going to take about two years to get the all the renderings and all the animation done for this film and for those who aren't aware animation is like years and years and years so toy story movies take like seven years to make yep. um and he said all right we, i want it in two weeks <laughs> and his his animators were are you kidding we just told you it was going to take two years yeah, can, and, and happen. maybe yeah. it was two months i don't remember it was a <laughs> very short amount of time yeah. Impossible. Yeah, impossible. And they worked incredibly hard and they gave him a product and it wasn't great. Uh But he said they moved the timeline up probably to three or four months Mm -hmm. instead of two years because we gave this deadline. And so in some ways, to your point, management, disagreement, sometimes those constraints as someone who's creative can be really fun. I think they are, man. And I think they're necessary. Like the solution to everything is not more time or more money. Yeah. It actually, I found that more creative ideas come when you are a little bit on a time crunch. Now you got to be careful with that. You can't just like burn people to the ground. You're not trying to do that at all. But like a a time crunch gets people, because you get to an idea quicker and you run with it Mm -hmm. and you don't have time to fool around, you know, because it's like, okay, we're going to go with this. And if it doesn't get, if this isn't feeling great, then we're just going to adjust it along the way instead of like storyboard the whole thing and like see if we like it, you know? Yeah, we did that with the last album. We basically were not finding a date and we just eventually just said, all right, here's the date. Yeah. This is, it's very short. We got to figure it out. And there were probably things that we could have done better, 100%, but it forced us to get a product out there. I think there's a point where money, same thing with money. Money will help to a certain level and then it goes like this. Mm -hmm. And then the more money diminishes. Yeah. It doesn't help bring greater creativity. Yeah. So that's just something to be aware of and think about, you know. One of the things that I think it, maybe there's people who would tend more towards the artist uh, persona. One thing that I think is frustrating for people in their situation is you talk about the leadership potential and even, hey, sometimes you have to have that leadership capacity in order to continue to grow. But then on the other side, the leaders in an organization, and, and again, we can use our church as an example, but the church, anything. Yeah. People celebrate artists' work to a much higher degree that people would celebrate management or people would celebrate anything. Yeah. So so in some ways, artists get a hyper celebration feeling, okay, I'm doing a really great job during the moments to where their art is on display. Yep. But then behind the scenes, when maybe they're struggling in certain areas, can you talk about how you've made manage that yourself? I mean, again, as a drummer, people go, you're an amazing drummer, Man. but they don't care about the behind the scenes that maybe you're I have an amazing yep. Excel spreadsheet I'm waiting for to get celebrated because it's really good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Nobody, I got plenty of no. those. I got so many. I put a lot of time in it. No. Yeah. Oh, man. <clears throat> I think you just got, like, I don't know. That's a great question. Um, you got to celebrate everywhere. Celebrate all around you, everything, you know? And so I look for, like, 
the artists, and when we say artists, I don't even really necessarily like using that word because it like already kind of puts the artists over there. But they're all we're in but it I, together. I here. guess if you look at it as a gift, right? Yeah, like yeah. Art, like I like, believe artists are gifts to the world. I believe it's a totally. part of God's nature that is without it. To your point, Kurt, yeah. without it, we're missing something yeah. in understanding who God is. Totally, they need to be for sure. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's like I mean they're going to get celebrated if it's if it's a great song, yeah. if it's a great piece of art, they're going to get celebrated. Great, awesome. They should. It's really really great. But I just think um, maybe as my spot, I would be careful for myself with always adding on to that celebration. Like they're going to get it and it's great. And I don't want them to not get it. They're going to get, it. but I, who else on the team is doing awesome work that's behind the scenes that I can elevate, that I can celebrate or bring awareness to all the things that they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm, I'm thinking about that a lot. Yeah. But how would you live in the tension? And, and I'm, <clears throat> I'm kind of being devil's advocate yeah, on yeah, both yeah. sides of this, but of there is work that is unique and cannot be done by as many people, right? So you know, you think about in a at a restaurant being a cashier, yep. you could train ninety percent of the population, the adult population, even teenagers can figure that out. Yeah, but yeah. there's certain people. There's if you're a chef, there's a reason why you're a, a you know five star, what a Michelin star chef. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, what are what are some of the things that get that distinction in leading people that are five star, but then other people that go well. I gave a five star effort, but maybe it doesn't look the same. It's a hard. I mean, it's a hard question, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. I don't know if I have. You're, a- you're on a roll right now. Just keep going. <laughs> I think Kirk's got an answer. I, Go ahead. I mean, my my response is um, uh, probably a little bit. Yeah, I'm gonna expose how I was raised, but life's not about you. Hmm. Um, I think for the, I think for the five star chef and for the cashier, you get to say to both of them in a really. Um, kind and caring way. Life's not about you. So whether you're the cashier and you feel like, well, why do they get to do, why do they get to do that? Why do they get paid that? Why, why are they celebrated that way? Like, it's a good reminder. Listen, it's not that you're less valuable. Uh, we're not talking about your identity. We're not talking about your, the image of God that you're created in. We're not, um, you know, Everybody has gifts, but but those gifts were divvied out differently, and I don't have the answer to why it is that way, mm-hmm. um, and and why you were born today. Because I, I guarantee you, um, you know, certain gifts that are celebrated today maybe weren't as celebrated in the 1800s, but there are gifts not celebrated today that would be way more celebrated in the 1800s. So you know, it's like I I don't I, I don't have the answer to all those questions, but but also to the five-star chef, listen, you are awesome and I'm glad you're celebrated, but it is not about you. And if you think it's about you, the the days of you being celebrated will end. Mm-hmm. And, um, and especially in ministry, you cannot live that way. And I think um, a, li- a little bit of my journey, like in regards to like creating art, I would say a position that I s- sat in that I felt like I was create, I was creating art was when I was leading young adults because it, um, because I did have like, again, you call it creative control. Like I, I was leading that ministry Mm -hmm. and, and it was from scratch. Like, like, like your dad, our lead pastors, like do whatever you want, really, what is going to reach young people? And so it was like, man, from every lens of like, how are we going to do events and what's the rhythm and are we, uh, who's going to speak and how are we going to get people to show up and we're going to do merch and we're going to do photo shoots and we're going to start engaging in social media and we're going to include as many, like, like all of that was like, 
art, you know, to mm -hmm. me. Yeah. To then transitioning to becoming a campus pastor, where it was still I was leading a campus, but now yeah, I was within a framework that I was no longer in control of. If that makes sense, yeah, it makes tons uh, of sense. And so I, I had to learn in those seasons, like man, I got to, I got to serve my vision under the vision of the house for sure, to then becoming a campus pastor to going. I'm not even serving my vision purely anymore. There's tons that I got to pour in. Like, like, the, like I definitely had my hand on mm -hmm. it, but it was not. It was not the same. It was different. Mm -hmm. And so I, I've I've walked years of going, and I and I still think I'm that today. Is like I'm serving somebody else's vision, and it's not about me. And that's that doesn't hurt me in any way, shape, or form. I don't feel lesser than because of that. Like it's not about me. I'm all I'm all good. And mm -hmm. if there's a future season where it is like what young adults was, where it's like, hey, run wild. This is now back in your hands in whatever capacity that may be. That's exciting. Yeah. But it will it wasn't about me when I had my hands on it and I was in control. It wasn't about me when I'm serving somebody else's vision. It's not about me if that happens again. Like that's another thing that I've learned over over the the years of like going from artist to now leader manager. I think I think I'm still artistic and still have that desire, but the the main phrase and I was telling somebody yesterday, just meeting with them, um, that's that's what has rung in my head and most of my time with the Lord too is um, it's not about you, yeah. man. Yeah. That's great. No, it's true. And in some ways, I feel like I'm I'm in that a little bit to mm -hmm. where I sorry, I have like a frog in my throat, but no, let it out, <laughs> man. It's all good. <laughs> um, let it out. I, I did 20 plus after you, uh -huh. now called Young Adults, uh, having, having that creative kind of freedom. freedom yeah. Now even in network influence, it's an area where there is a lot of creative freedom. I, yep. I'm able to do a lot of that. So as someone who feels entrepreneurial, who has some of those artist tendencies, it's awesome to have that freedom to mm -hmm. do uh, whatever, not whatever I want, but to yep. create. But then there are certain points where it's working with people on the team. And it's maybe working with facilities. Hey, you can't just host an event whenever you want, wherever you want. We have real ministry going on. Working with creative. Yeah. Sorry, you got to get, you know, even doing this podcast, you got to get into the schedule yeah. to make sure that our cameras are available and our people yeah. are available. And so some of those things can be frustrating. But you made up a great point, Kirk. Sometimes it takes a lead pastor or a leader to create a space or allow a leader to be in a space that they can create without tons of massive consequences. Maybe uh, if you could share, was there a time where, whether it was my dad or another one of the leaders, where you felt like maybe you pushed the boundary a bit too far, where you had that correction of, hey, you, you can't just do whatever you want. There are yeah. boundaries. They may be a lot wider than others. Mm -hmm. um, and then AJ, I'd love to hear from you, even in that same space, how you've learned to create some of those spaces within a creative team as a whole, whose job is really to create content all day long. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's not enough time to talk about all of my uh, failure and mistake like throughout the years, <laughs> or how I've been corrected. Um, I but think, specifically in like 20 plus being owning your own creative vein. I, I think um, the thing that is coming to mind, like loudest in my head is l it's less a sp like specific example. Um, I have a couple of those like, like, uh, just quickly is like, um, I, I did not, I did not function within an appropriate budget. So I knew that there was a budget, but then I, 
I did not communicate well enough in booking venue and guest speaker and things like that, that, you know, when it comes down to like, we're getting close to the event and we've uh, kind of agreed and communicated all this stuff. I'm now realizing I'm way over budget. So that's the like the only a, creative yeah. that's ever done that. By the yeah, way. That's, that <laughs> might be a classic like creative or artistic failure is no, uh, not paying attention to uh, the dollars. Oh, uh, yeah. Money doesn't grow on trees. Oh, yeah. But I, th I think um, just more broadly, I think about um, my failure that um, I, I pretty quickly for a period of time, this was, it wasn't always, but for a period of time, I thought the thing that I was leading was the best thing our church did. Um, and I think that that's like a really, really dangerous thought. And I think it can be, again, we're talking about creatives, um, but we're also talking about creatives can serve in levels of leadership that it's not just, hey, you stay and write your songs or you stay and take your pictures or you stay. No, no, you you can also be at any level in this organization as a creative person or as an artistic temperament, but it is really, really dangerous. And it's the most tempting when you're the five-star chef. And I'm not saying that about myself, but I'm saying when you're the five-star chef, you can think that the thing that I do is the best thing we do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that will disqualify you. That will, you, you'll, you'll, um, you are cutting off the hand that feeds you um, with that type of thought. And so the Lord corrected me. Um, your dad corrected me. Uh, yeah, there's <laughs> over the years, like I've had correction to make sure, and it goes back to this statement. It is not about me. Mm -hmm. The thing I don't want to, now I want to say, I want to do the, I want to be the best, not in comparison, but my best. I want to bring my best to the thing that I have my hands on, for sure. I want it to be excellent, mm -hmm. but I cannot have the temperament that I am better than everybody else. No, we collectively, yeah. we yeah. are great together. So, And we're better together, yeah. really. Yeah, um, yeah. what I would say, um, different from Kirk, and when you're talking about like the space or like the right lane for creatives to run in and like the boundaries and all that sort of stuff is, I've really talked with the team about celebrating the journey and I'm okay if an idea is pushed all the way through and it ends up not being the greatest thing. It ends up being kind of like a miss. What did we learn? Yeah. What did we learn about that? Like you will learn a ton by something that didn't quite hit what you thought you had in your head. Right. You'll probably even learn more with that than if it went awesome. And so I'm never, I told the team, I'm just like, if we try something, Great. Like it, check all your boxes. Make, you know, if you put a concerted effort, this is, I think this is going to be great. And we'll put checks and balances in along the way. Mm -hmm. But I'm never going to come down on you about a, a miss. If what did you learn? So celebrating the journey, walking along the journey with the team is like such a massive thing, I think. Uh, another thing I've been thinking a lot about is I think creatives love a challenge in the right way. And anybody really, but since we're speaking of creatives, like I've been really assessing, like making sure that the right people are on the right projects. Now, everybody's sure. going to have things that they have to do on the part of their job that they don't love. Yeah. We're all adults. But to what I, to what level I do have authority or control over, I want to make sure that the right person is in the right project mm -hmm. because they'll be challenged in a different way. And the they're, they'll they'll bring more of uh, they'll be more self motivated to do a great job with that and they'll be inspired by that so yeah. it's those types of things like the the freedom to um, run within a guardrail you know but 
I'm not going to determine every step. You know where we're going. Figure out how do you want to get there. Getting people in the right uh, projects and creating the right team dynamics where people can speak into uh, projects along the way. Mm -hmm. That's another thing I've been really working with the team is like, we got to have open feedback. We can't be scared to have a contrary idea that will kill creativity. We'll just all do the same thing over and over and over again. So everybody has to bring their idea, not uh, bring their idea to the table open-handed and saying, what could, what could be better about this? Or what am I not seeing about that? If somebody has that attitude, we are good. We can work with that. If it's like, this is the best thing I've ever done. Don't, you know, I don't know what's going on. That's just not gonna work. (laughs) Yeah. You know, um, no, that's so good. And, and this conversation is, I feel like it's been three minutes and we're, we're already at, way at past time. that at time, yeah. but, wow. um, would love it if you guys could give an encouragement, AJ, if you could encourage maybe creatives who are in organizations who maybe feel frustrated, maybe they feel discouraged, maybe they feel like they're unheard or whatever. If you could share an encouragement for them and then Kirk, maybe if you could share an encouragement for, uh, leaders, whether it's an executive pastor, associate pastor, people that feel like they're struggling to yeah. in this situation they feel like I'm not allowing enough space and our the creative people in my organization are unhappy or I'm unhappy because I don't you know I'm not figuring this out so yep. maybe you could end that way yeah my my encouragement would be like I kind of started at the beginning with if you're going to build the church build the church and do it however whatever you tool you have and whatever spot you're in in the organization mm-hmm. build the church if you want to create art for art's sake You'll be happier somewhere else. Sure. If you want to do it and build the church, do it. And then I would say for creatives, don't have, I think it's just an immature mindset to think my creativity ends with songwriting. My creativity ends with playing music or making a film or whatever. Like there is so much more creativity. Like in the beginning, God created. Like right there. Like we are all meant to create. And so I think it would be a miss. And I think you'll, I think you'll be, um, you'll just miss out on so much richer depth of who you are, of your leadership. If you limit your scope to what I physically create in terms of like that, there's other things that will itch that. And you'll be like, I've never thought about that. And it, I feel the same way as if I'm writing a song by figuring this thing out. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I would say that, and then build as many relationships everywhere, up, Mm -hmm. down, sideways, creatives, non-creatives build relationships because just this whole thing of like creatives need to be coddled and just, you know, just like buck that and just go, okay, I'm going to build because we're all building this church together. And I, my creativity just by itself, the thing I do without anything else around here is just nothing. I, I need the organization to bring my best because there's so many other things and the the unit together, the entire church moving forward is what really is exciting about yeah. when you get your thing in there, you know? So awesome. uh, I would say to the, the, the leader, or maybe lead pastor, executive pastor or department head um, to accomplish what God has placed in your heart to accomplish in regards to building the church that is in your heart and head, uh, the vision that you have to accomplish it, it, you, it will require making room for the creative and the art, the artist, so the artistic temperament. Um, so you you cannot discount. You, you, um, what am I trying to say? I think you could build a big church without creatives. Um, I don't think it will will be like. I don't think it will exemplify 
the church of Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's what That's I'm trying good. to say. Yeah. You need to fight for that. And it is on you as the leader to communicate your vision in a way, as well as communicate your accountability, your correction, your pastoral approach, um, your engagement in their life, um, your leadership development. It's on you to communicate it in a way that is attractive to the young artist that is considering whether or not they want to be on your team or considering whether or not they want to stay on the team. It's not their job to just translate your vision and like, oh, I think this is, I, I think, no, you, part of your vision, you have to have vision for the artist. You like, you have to have, you like, do you want them in your church or not? Or do you just roll your eyes at uh, every musician and every like, ah, they, they're not like, like you're not going to accomplish what the Lord would want you to accomplish. I believe that. Yeah. Like, if you're suffocating them and um, not making space for them. So just in like, I don't know if that's an encouragement or an indictment. It's like uh, <laughs> the encouragement is you can, you can speak a language that is attractive to the artist. You don't right. have to be an artist to speak that language. You, but you like uh, something that Pastor Rob told me years and years ago, years ago, as a young artist, he's like, Kirk, I want you to know my goal is that my vision is big enough that yours, whatever God has placed in your heart, yours fits within that. That's awesome. If that's the right songs, if that's to record albums, if that's the travel and do camps and conventions and different things, whatever the Lord has placed on your heart as an artist, a worship leader on staff, I want you to know I'm setting a personal goal that the Lord keeps my vision big enough so that you can be here. Well, welcome to speak in the language of an artist. That's yeah. all I need to hear yeah. to say, sign me up for yeah. the next 10 years. Awesome. Like right. I'm in for that. So to the leader, like you have to create space. You have to fight for it. Um, and that doesn't mean there's not accountability. That doesn't mean that they can just float off in la la land. That doesn't mean like, uh, it doesn't mean all those things that maybe some people would assume it means. Sure. Um, but what it does mean is if you have artists, you have a much better chance of accomplishing what the Lord's put on your heart to accomplish. That's so good. That's no, I totally agree. And we're going to need to schedule a part two of this and maybe part two will be at conference. I'm sure you there guys you will go. be leading breakouts uh, coming up June 5th and 6th. I think that's up to you. Uh, we'll be well, there. Yeah, you. I'm, I'm letting you know. You're, you're the teaching an, breakouts. The answer is yes. The answer is yes. Ask me to do. Uh, but thanks so much for being back. Yeah, man. Talking church. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. And, Love it. Uh, hope to see everyone at conference. Thanks, man.